We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Blood Harris from the Panther Rants podcast. Initially, I had a nice little podcast here, but for some reason, my, the mic on this app died. So, which is good because I get to shorten this podcast a good bit, and and you guys get to be on your way. Um, hope you guys are all staying safe, and uh, you know, you're using your quote unquote best judgment when commuting to work in this snowstorm. But long story short, you guys, don't ever let a job kill you or give any anxiety over stuff like this. It's not worth it. You know, for me, if I have to work from home, I do it. Our boss lets us do it, which is cool because you get some you get some people who have the old school mentality where you got to be here in the office working. We want to see you. You get a lot of that, you know. And, you know, recently I had a good job opportunity come up and Thanks to Dean Glaster, I looked it up, and of course, it was more of an old school culture where you know they don't believe in this type of stuff. And I'm like, well, I like doing this stuff because when you have kids, and you if you have stuff that you need to do, some de- deadlines you got to meet, projects to do, you can do them from home while your kids are fi- are, are feeling well or not feeling well. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. You got that. So, I'm hearing also the bike lanes are not um, are not treated either. So, man, Peduto is going to have um, he's going to have he's going to be getting it from all different angles today. He's going to get the ones from who who drive their cars and use up all that gas. And he's going to have the guys on the bikes. You know, that sucks. I mean, they're not going to you know that sucks for them. They're not going to be able to get their avocado egg sandwich. Because, you know, that's what, all bike, that's what all cyclists eat, right? Is avocados, egg sandwiches, you know, cage-free, of course. And they, listen, they probably listen to Grateful Dead and some other hippie jam band music. You know, that's what all cyclists do. I actually, don't think, I actually don't think all cyclists do that at all, really. But I'm just, I'm just you know, I'm just generalizing stereotyping a, a bit. Personally, I have no issues with cyclists. I think it... Um, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to condemn a uh, somebody that's doing something you know healthy. The Reiner bikes, yeah, and it can it, it can annoy us on the roads. And actually, the person that cuts me off at a McDonald's drive-through, I find more annoying than cyclists. And I had that this morning, where somebody actually you know literally cut me off, and they weren't looking when they were pulling in front of me. In other words, they did that nonchalant, not looking. And, you know, and I could have easily just honked my horn and been a real asshole about it, but I'm not going to cause a road rage incident in a uh, McDonald's drive-thru. 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait the extra few minutes and get my uh, my egg white uh, McMuffin and coffee and go. So here I am generalizing cyclists, but here I am eating the egg white, the yuppie egg white McMuffin, which really wasn't bad actually. It's the first time I've ever tried it. I guess I'm I guess I'm trying to do this whole healthy crap. I don't know, or, or at least not eat as much uh, garbage. Although McDonald's for the most part is that type of junky garbage, but. You know, this is the most healthiest part thing on our menu, I think, as far as breakfast go- is concerned. But, as you know, Pitt's got Clemson. Well, they just play Clemson. They got Syracuse tomorrow. They play Clemson, and uh, they had a hor- horribly, horribly bad game. They shot bad, played bad. Odis Tony was out as well. And it was, as some person said, a Kevin Stallings game, which I said, no. A Kevin Stallings game is, is a group of guys on the floor who've been play, who are who, who, who taking the floor for the 20th time this season. But it looked like they, they, but they, they look like they're playing like it's their first game together. Because that's what you know, a, lot of those, you know, a, lot of those, uh, a lot of those games were like last year. But I get the guy's sentiment, what he, what he meant, and... I'm not going to go to a pissing match on Twitter over a Kevin Stallings game. You know, just as I uh, made a comment about Ryan Luther, <laughs> Kevin Stallings making Ryan Luther better, I've, I've woken up the, uh, the, Jamie, the Jamie Dixon uh, stands and the uh, Stallings haters. Although it's hard, to deter, it's hard to, like, you know, deter which one is which because they're both. Because Jamie Dixon stands tend to... They deeply hate Kevin Stallings, as do Kevin Stallings haters as well. But it's hard to determine which you know deter you know which 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 from the which. I mean, Jamie had an awesome tenure here compared to what we've had, and then there was an, there was an, there was a poll that said you know who was more rated, Tomlin or Dixon. I mean, this is pretty much an easy one to. Uh, to decide if we're if you're choosing between the two, you can say it'd be Tomlin because he's had really good teams and he they just they piss away in the postseason for some reason. But uh, so does Jamie's teams, and Jamie obviously hasn't uh, gone out got made out of the first week of March since the Elite Eight appearance. So he's pretty much he's, his team has either been first or second round exits. Or they, end up, or they end up in the CBI or the NIT. So much for that. But um, ever since Jamie's left, if we're going by you know, Pittsburgh type of thing, ever since you know, Jamie's left, Pitt has not made the tournament since, let alone had a winning season. So that's you know pretty much settled. And ever since Jamie's gone to TCU, he's done nothing but win. So... That pretty much would settle that argument of who was more overrated. It'd be Tomlin. Although I think you know, in the case of Tomlin, I think once Ben, I guess, decides to retire, is probably when Tomlin probably decides that he needs to spend more time with his family, or maybe his alma mater has a head coach opening and he wants to go work, go coach his alma mater or something like that. So that's what I mean. That's what I think is going to happen with Tomlin is eventually once 
Ben leaves, I think he will leave too, which is probably the wise thing because Tolman has a really good one-loss record. He's got two Super Bowl appearances and a Super Bowl victory under his belt. So he may end up in the Hall of Fame. I just don't think he will. It's, I don't think it'll be anytime soon or in less than a few decades. I mean, he's got a you know really good resume, but it <coughs> postseason wise, he hasn't done jack squat since the last Super Bowl appearance they they had. But as far as Pitt goes, they have Syracuse tomorrow and. Pitt's a little banged up. Tony's still, you know, we're not sure where he where he's at. Terrell Brown had a um, had strep throat. It depends on how his body is on Saturday because those antibiotics can really kick your ass when you when you have strep. And it depends on the strain of strep throat you have as well because you can't really your appetite sucks because um because your throat you're you're drinking a lot of you're pretty much everything is liquid for the most part. Depending on how severe your strep, your strep throat is, I had strep throat for a week, and I think it was so severe, I couldn't. <laughs> I think I really couldn't eat solids for another two weeks after that, and I think I lost like twenty pounds because all I was eating was soup and like uh, popsicles, and I lost like tw- a good twenty pounds doing that because because pretty much my diet was for the most part liquid. And then, but then, but then, good luck trying to introduce yourself to uh, the solids. You know, two years back, I had a you know I had a viral infection, and it was it was a chest one that lasted for about it was it was one of these it was a strain down here in Houston that supposedly the infections you know it lasts for about a good four weeks, so almost a month. I had it, and eventually it went away, and I remember. At the time, I really didn't. I wasn't really eating much solid food. I lost some weight, a whole bunch of weight. But then we had our uh, Christmas thing, and we went to a Mexican place. And I remember I had chips and salsa, and it was they were good. But my stomach couldn't handle that shit. Good lord, I felt like crap. It's just like when you. It's like when you eat that stuff for a while, and it's like so heavy on you. It's like eating Uncle Sam's sub. Where it's like you're on a diet and your cheat day, you decide to eat an Uncle Sam sub. You eat that, and you'll be comatose for rest of the rest of your evening. Which is what I did one time. I remember years back, I I was dieting and I, my cheat day, I decided to get my I decided to go to Uncle Sam's for lunch for an ultra mushroom cheesesteak. I get home from work and I'm supposed to go out that night. I'm I'm amped, dude. I I, I crashed and. I, I was up to almost one at one a.m. That's how heavy that crap was. But getting back on topic, you know, Pitts obviously the, this rest of the season is not going to be easy. And I think we can make an argument now if Pitt didn't beat Louisville that first game, they, they're probably still searching for their first ACC win. So I'm not sure if they beat Florida State either. But they're hitting, they're hitting a bad stretch now, and it just it is what it is. And they got Syracuse tomorrow again, and I'm not sure what they can do. And really, you just have to sit back and watch. That's all you can really do, and just hope for the best at this point. Pitt obviously needs a big man, and Capel's been trying to land a few, but it hasn't worked out to as to, to, to as we hoped. And obviously, there's issues there, and 
he's trying. It's just it's hard. And for one thing, supposedly Pitt's basketball facilities aren't really you know on par with with the other schools. You know that's been a common thing. And but I mean, if it, is it more than facilities? I mean, I'm sure Pitt has a lot to sell these players. But for whatever reasons, they're going elsewhere. So it just is what it is for right now. And hopefully something breaks for us in recruiting eventually. But for, but if we don't get a big man, I would just really like it if we can land the best available. Whether they're guards, small forwards, point guards, whatever. Shooting guards. If it's not a big man, then fine. Recruit the best available. Get the best players you can. You know, just get them in there and we'll figure it out. All right, guys. We got the Super Bowl coming up. And so far, the uh, the, the gamblers I talked to, they love the Rams. Uh, I like the Rams as well. It just depends on how they're going to ease in Jared Goff. Goff went into a hostile environment and struggled the entire struggled for most early in the game. And if it wasn't for the uh, Rams defense, it could have been a lot worse. But they're playing the Patriots, where they really don't have that luxury. If they start off slow like that, Tom Brady is going to pass all over them, and that'll be that. But you know, New England's offensive line has been a big uh, been a big story for this playoffs. They've given Brady time to throw the ball. In the case of the Rams, he's going to be facing a very loaded defensive line. So the key for the Patriots is going to be, well, not for the Patriots, Rams is going to get pressure on him. But I'm thinking the Patriots knowing how they are, they know the pressure's going to come. So I'm thinking we're probably going to see a lot of screen passes, a lot of dump-offs. So you probably want to um, use James White if you're going to go fantasy. Because he's a better um, rece- receiving running back than the ba- than the other back that they have, who's more of a you know pe- you know pounded out type of back. James White's more of a receiving type of running back, so you want to definitely probably use him in fan- if you're doing daily fantasy. Use James White because he'll be more of a he'll be more of a problem. I think for the Rams, the big thing is Todd Gurley. And I think Gurley is going to be a lot more healthier this time. I think the Patriots may, may end up keying on C.J. Anderson more than anything else because he's the hot hand. But I would not rule, rule out um, you know, Gurley. Plus, you got Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. I mean, Robert Woods has played against New England before. He was in Buffalo. And Brandon Cooks, obviously, was in uh, New England. So he's faced his old team, so he knows his old team a little bit. And I sure, I'm sure they know him as well. I mean, Cook's been a year in New England. He had a pretty decent year. You know, so he's a pretty decent receiver. And I think it's not, it's not so much the throwing. I think there's a lot of other looks the Rams can give. Against New England, I'm sure McVay's going to find ways. I mean, if he can't get golf going, 
there'll be other ways that they'll be they'll, they'll use. I know they said that they can stop the running game. If they can stop, you know, the Rams from running the ball, which is, you know, CJ and Gurley, they'll be fine. But there's other looks that the thing is they. The Rams got a lot of athletic receivers, and there's a lot that they can do with them. I mean, if they want to use jet sweeps and whatnot, they'll do it. So, I like New England in this, though. I think it's going to be an exciting Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's, there's going to be some suspense because we wouldn't have it any other way. So, all I can do is, all I can say, guys, is sit back and enjoy it. And I plan on, you know, I got into a bunch of block pools and. This is always a fun time for block pools and whatnot. I was talking to uh, my coworkers about this. I had a lot of, had a lot of buddies who, had, who were in Port Authority years back. And Port Authority used to have a Super Bowl party. Up until, I guess, they got busted um, by KK investigative reports. Because, well, um, I guess they weren't supposed to be doing this type of stuff. And I guess um, they had a guy who got fired because he failed a drug test. And he called KK Investigator Reports to uh, snitch on them. And yeah, they did show up, I remember. And supposedly they were filming a documentary on it. Or they were doing something, I remember. And I remember just, you know, weeks later, seeing seeing us on there. (laughs) We were on the news. We were waving at the camera. (laughs) And basically what it was with the Port Authority, um, you know, Super Bowl party. It was twenty bucks to get in, and you got you know a free ticket to a um, an auction where you you know they call out names, you win prizes, and the prizes were pretty big. I mean, if you wanted bigger prizes, you had to pay up, but like they were giving away televisions, stereos, a whole bunch of stuff, and they had a had a whole bunch of block pools, five, ten, twenty dollar block pools, and they had a hundred dollar block pool, and where the winner won ten grand in the fourth quarter. I remember the 2002 Super Bowl with the uh, Bucks and the um, Raiders. There was a guy who was slated to win the $10,000. But unfortunately, the Raiders kept throwing the football. Well, he was slated to win it. And of course, getting late in the game, <laughs> threw a pick six. And well, that, that ended that. So he lost out on ten grand. And that was, you know, so that was all that was always my favorite memories. You had those. And of course there was the uh you know there was also the Patriots and uh Rams uh Super Bowl two thousand one. That was the I think that was the first no, that was the first poor authority block party I went to. Super Bowl Super Bowl party I went to, and I remember it, it came down to a late, late game kick, and I remember just seeing the heartbreak on, on some of the people that, that thought they were going to win that prize. Or ones that, or I think the game was tied. And, you know, the Patriots about to score and to see the people who had, like, you know, the. But yeah, there was a lot of that. But I remember, I think, the one year I won a case of beer. From the from from their from their from their auction, I won a case of beer, and then I won a um I won a football and a cordless phone, and I think that's about it. But yeah, I mean, there's there was also the fifty fifty drawings as well. They had, I mean, they, they had, I mean, basically basically money was flowing everywhere. 
And I think I want a bottle of Seagram 7 and 7. Yep. I remember that now because I remember I opened it and we were we were, doing, we were drinking those. But yeah, I mean, they had, a, they had a catered meal and everything. I mean, it was it was one of the greatest things ever. But of course, after the whole KK thing, we couldn't have them anymore. So our fun was ruined because somebody failed their drug test. Although we shouldn't have been doing it in the first place, but still, whatever. But uh, I like New England this one, although a lot of people are liking the Rams betting-wise. I think um, you never. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady, and I think that's the big biggest difference here is the quarterback. And I just think that uh, with Brady, if um, I think he's on ball out, and you know, because if the Rams can get, a, I mean, if the Rams can get a pass rush on them, then they're, they're screwed. And that's the big thing; they gotta get a pass rush. But New England has ways around it, and they always do. And that's pretty much how that thing's gonna. That's how that's gonna all end up. But it's Friday, guys. I got I got twenty minutes in, and there's not much else to talk about. And I gotta go now across town to go to a go to a, a tenth anniversary luncheon. Uh, and you know, I'm not really crazy about commuting all this way, but it is what it is. I have to do it. Anyways, guys, hell to pit. Have a good weekend. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.